since we have the earlier part of the Friday, Friday class meditations now devoted to, uh, to the preliminaries, so I will not spend too much time with the preliminaries. Uh, but when I begin to uh, when I begin with the guided meditation, I will sort of uh, abbreviate the preliminaries. But it doesn't mean that f for you who are uh, who have already who are, who are already familiar with the preliminaries, that you should skip all the steps. It's just that uh, I, I I will not go into too much detail into guiding you. So you should try to get into the place, the state of mind that the the preliminaries is supposed to bring you to. Okay. Uh, there's a, today I want to talk about a, a topic that is uh, very, very important, uh, and it's been a while since uh, Sandy visited us, and just wanted to uh, I hope that uh, Sandy didn't bring you too much, didn't add too much to your suffering, and. Uh, that your suffering uh, is lessening more and more, <coughs> and that your contentment increases and continues to increase until it takes this completely takes over where any kind of suffering is occupying space in your life. The important uh, subject I want to talk about is something that the Buddha mentions in the very early part of uh, in the instruction that he imparts about how to meditate. And it has to do with uh, achieving a state of contentment. And Sometimes we have a lot of problem with that word, contentment. What does it mean? Sometimes it is described in such a way that it, uh, we, we, it, it makes us think that to be content means to just be able to just accept whatever you've got. No matter what you've got, just accept it. And once you accept it, you'll be content. So if your life is miserable, what are you supposed to do? Accept it. And how are you going to be content? How is content going to fit into that? Okay. Uh, so being content doesn't necessarily mean that uh, because some people do find some sort of uh, uh, <laughs> some sense of satisfaction. They find that it helps them a little bit when they consider that contentment means to uh, accept what, what, what you've got, accept what you have, accept what life has offered you. Okay. But uh, when you keep when you go beyond that, and when you go into the more detailed, more uh, a deeper, profound uh, teachings of the Buddha. It doesn't seem to be saying, put up with what you've got, accept it, no matter what you have. It keeps pushing you to transform what you have, 
it is pushing you to achieve something that you don't have yet. So it doesn't mean to simply accept what you have and just live with it, and then you'll be happy. This almost almost uh, sounds the same as that uh, other kind of uh, idea that people have about uh, spirituality. It means that if you no longer aspire to things, then you'll be happy. Like if you just somehow uh, stop your 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 inclination to be happy, somehow uh, stop wanting to have a better life, stop wanting to have a better existence. When you stop that wanting, then you 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 will have achieved the uh, the purpose of spirituality. But when almost every spiritual tradition talks about the aim, the goal of spirituality in such terms as bliss, in such terms as something for you to keep, for you to aspire to, then it, it makes it kind of confusing to accept in the early part when it says, when, it, when it's all the spiritual path tells you to be content. Okay. So there's a contentment in a sense of being content in your life. But also there's a contentment that you're asked to uh, acquire, to achieve with, in your, uh, when you're sitting down and trying to meditate. Okay. Now this contentment is very important. Unless you achieve this contentment when you're sitting down and trying to do meditation, then you will not be able to make any advancement because it is the foundation for any other kinds of uh, uh, meditation uh, achievements for any kind of meditation uh, uh, abilities to come, any kind of realization to come. You must have this foundation of contentment. Okay. Now, this contentment is not, is not so much so that you do something and then the result of that be, uh, uh, transforms into the contentment. <clears throat> I'm gonna. I'm, it's gonna sound like I'm trying to confuse you, but they're related. They're connected. When the Buddha uh, summarized the path of towards enlightenment, he summarized it into these very simple phrases: uh, as much as you can, of, uh, avoid harming others. Uh, as much as you can, try to uh, try to control your mind. So avoid harming. So th uh, that takes into consideration that there is something that we are constantly engaged in, that we have to stop our engagement. So there is a habit that we are engaged in. We have to stop the habit. And the part that says control your mind or discipline your mind, this becomes confusing. Because when you try to sit down, try to meditate, and you hear uh, meditation has to do with disciplining the mind, and when we uh, refer to earlier experiences of when we were trying to achieve discipline, there was a lot of controlling taking place. So we think that, you know, immediately, we naturally think that disciplining the mind, controlling the mind, uh, disciplining the mind is the same thing as engaging what we call controlling. We have to do a lot of stuff. We have to get stuff. 
stop stuff, and then eventually, with the force of our will, we, we, we make the mind discipline, we make the mind controlled. But the disciplining that they're referring to here, disciplining the mind, has to do with stopping control. It has to do, it is connected with the first part about stopping yourself from uh, engaging in harmful thinking, in harmful actions, in harmful speech. Okay. And when you, and this is something that is, uh, you, could, uh, you could say we have sort of brought ourselves into a habit pattern and something that is constantly, there's a constant doing that's taking place. And we want to stop this doing. And this disciplining is achieved by putting a stop to this flow of trying to control, trying to force things to happen. Okay. And the contentment that you actually achieve is, uh, is the same as when you remove a lot of junk in, in, a, in a space. Now, the way the space is experienced is not something that you put in the space. Okay. So the contentment that, you, that, that, is, that, that is being referred to, the difference, and when the contentment sort of uh, progresses, when it uh, evolves into the different states of ecstasy, uh, joy, happiness, bliss, and extreme bliss, and so forth, none of these uh, stages of contentment or ecstasy, none of them are things that you are acquiring. They are the experience that you get once you are engaged in stopping the doing. Okay. So to get to contentment, you have to be aware of the mind trying trying to force things to happen trying to force things to happen and you have to withdraw the energy that's making the mind uh, uh, force uh, having that tendency to force things to happen and take that energy take that uh, power and put it in simply in just being aware of what's going on okay and just staying or being aware and no matter what's going on just be aware of it even if it's something that is uh, uh, unpleasant, even if it's something that is uh, uh, the very state of being disturbed itself. So don't try to control the state and try to make it not being disturbing. Don't try to control the state and try to make it unpleasant. Just withdraw the power, that, that the tendency to want to control it and put it in just being aware. And when you're removing this power from this tendency to control, to force things to happen, then the mind starts to naturally go into the different levels of contentment. Okay. Uh, when you're trying to do uh, a meditation on, you have a particular theme, and you're trying to, and that's supposed to be your meditation object, then there seems to be the struggle to try to get the object, the struggle to try to. Uh, uh, a force trying to make the mind stay on the object. Okay. And after some time, uh, you start to experience other uh, uh, unpleasant experiences, other unpleasant aspects of the mind start to come up. 
And these are the things that are called the uh, obstacles to meditation. Okay? Either you start having a sense of resentment towards what you're doing, or your mind is so uh, tired in trying to force this thing to happen, your mind naturally goes, uh, takes refuge in what it remembered it, what last time it had some sense of uh, a nice experience. So it goes to the object of attachment. So the, then that feeds the attachment. And the attachment, of course, makes it more difficult for your mind to be disciplined. Okay? And, of, and, and other things. Or your mind starts to initiate the process of, okay, put this person to sleep because uh, this is frustrating. Okay? Since, since I'm supposed to sit here for, for another 30 minutes and I can't, do, do, I, can't, I can't get up. I'm not supposed to get up. I'll think, and then guilt will come up because I didn't do my practice. Then let's then, just go to sleep because... That was, a, that, was, that was something that was somewhat pleasant the last time I, I remembered. Okay? So then there's natural things, the mind goes to them as refuge because they seem to have uh, been a, at least a better experience than what you're experiencing right now when you're trying to force this discipline to happen, trying to force this happiness to happen, trying to force this bliss to take place. Okay? And the way to actually get to this bliss, to this contentment, is to simply stop trying to force things to happen and be completely engaged in just being aware. Okay? Uh, and then you can sort of consciously think, uh, bring uh, to your mind the, the, uh, uh, the concept or the sentiment of letting go. Okay? And, and bring it as far as the how you're experiencing the body is concerned, let go. Trying, uh, when when the, the breath, trying to control it, trying to make the breath nice and easy, trying to make the breath blissful, and that, that tendency to force it to happen, let go. And as far as the mind is concerned, then the tendency to force the mind to experience tranquility, forcing the mind to be, to be still. So let go of that. And in, and in, in these various stages of letting go, then contentment starts to naturally be the experience of that. Okay, so don't think that oh, it's because you didn't do uh, you didn't do uh, you didn't collect enough good karma. That's why you're not experiencing uh, that. That's what uh, you're not experiencing contentment in the sense of there isn't enough good karma that ripens <coughs> into contentment. Okay, now the good karma that you have to do. Uh, the result of it is not that it becomes the contentment, but it allows you to have, uh, you could say, the energy to still the mind so you can experience contentment. Remember, contentment is not something that, it's not something that ripens into it. It is simply the experience of like an empty space, a room that is removed, where all clutter is removed. Okay? It's just that. And the more clutter you remove, the more blissful, the more content the, the experience becomes. Okay. Uh, so, your your duty tonight is to experience contentment. So, okay. <laughs> I know you're not supposed to, uh, and by the way, uh, it could be confusing uh, 
when you start to experience contentment and then you're trying to uh, avoid developing uh, attachment. Okay? Actually, you probably were somewhat uh, suspicious that attachment is not entirely a bad thing. Let me, let me quickly explain that before, <laughs> before I become, we get into trouble. Okay. Attachment is what naturally arises when you experience some pleasant, when you have some pleasant experience with something. If you have a pleasant experience with, with your senses going out, then you develop, because of that pleasant experience, then your mind will ten, have the tendency to want to go to con for that to continue. Okay. Now, the reason that this kind of this kind of attachment and this kind of a, a, a pleasure is to be avoided because right behind that pleasure, there's more pain. It's just, it's, it's, it's stuck to it. Not, not in a sense of uh, you know, like a, some sort of Hershey bar with uh, caramel on one side and, <laughs> and the other one. It's not like that, like, you know, like they follow each other. It's because of the na very nature of this content or this uh, sense of happiness and our expectations of it. Okay, our expectation and its nature, they don't they don't match. And because of that, we experience we experience right after it uh, 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 the, the pain that comes. Okay. Now that's based, that's mainly uh, that's that's the tendency to want that kind of contentment to continue. That's what the uh, is uh, usually referred to as attachment. And that's the attachment you're supposed to avoid, okay? And because we are more used to that kind of, uh, of, of tendency of wanting that kind of happiness, then they just tell uh, the, the, the text, just say, just avoid attachment altogether without explaining the more subtle uh, aspects of attachment. Now there's, so if, if it is mainly simply, I had pleasant experience with this, and because of that, Experience my mind tendency. My mind tendency is to naturally want to for that to continue. Okay. Now, if you have when uh, when you're withdrawing your mind in, inward, and you start to experience of you have a, start to have a pleasant experience towards that, then this kind of a, a tendency of the mind to want that to continue is not the same as the, the attachment that you're asked to uh, avoid at all, all costs. So if you if your mind has a tendency wanting to that ha wanting that happiness to continue, then that's good. If you want to call that an, uh, a variation of uh, attachment, then that's okay. Okay, as long as you know exactly what you are, uh, what's the object, what's the contentment that you're holding in your mind. Okay, so the bliss that comes. Or the contentment that comes from uh, uh, from meditation itself, you're supposed to cultivate. You're supposed to become very aware of, so that your mind naturally wants to continue to experience it. Because at the same time, your mind is keeping uh, keeping keeping tabs, no, keeping uh, I guess keeping no track. keeping track, yeah, something like that. It, it, it's 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 uh, 
recognizing, okay, the reason that this was, uh, the reason I was able to have this experience because I let go of that, I let go of this, I let go of that. So your mind will naturally want, will naturally engage in the letting go. You don't have to force the mind to let go. Okay? So, so this kind of contentment is to be cultivated. So don't, don't be worried. Don't be worried about it. Don't, uh, don't think that uh, you're developing some sort of bad habit because uh, now you're getting, uh, you're wanting to continue to experience that kind of uh, happiness. Okay? But when uh, immediately there's some sort of uh, expectation from anything outside, anything that your senses pick up, picks up, and your mind is tending towards wanting that kind of happiness to, to, to continue, then you know that's uh, what is referred to as the bad attachment. And sometimes you might mix the two, okay? Because we experience that inner contentment and maybe we may not be able to immediately uh, recreate the condition, then we go wanting that, wanting that contentment, we go look for it outside. So that's mixing it up. So you're not really looking for that, that same contentment, you're looking for the other contentment. Okay. So if you are sitting down right now and then you start to experience bliss, don't think that you're doing something wrong. Okay. So don't think that uh, somehow you're breaking one of those vows that says uh, being attached to things. Okay. All right. Uh, that contentment is really fundamental. I have to stress that. Okay. It is fundamental. And if you're not, uh, as you're making progress in your meditation, what is it that what what is one of the what is one of the main factors that tells you whether or not you're making progress in meditation? Is that the bliss? It con it continues to evolve, continues to become more intense, more intense. Okay. So if you're not experiencing that, you're not really having much of a making much progress with meditation. All right. Okay. get ready for, well, maybe not bliss, but something close to it. Let's first acquire physical tranquility by placing the body into the posture that is conducive to meditation.
So quickly scan the posture. Do it in a systematic uh, order until you feel a sense of stillness in the body accompanied by a pleasant physical sensation. a sense of physical confidence. And stay with the body until there is a palpable sense of uh, tranquility, a palpable, pleasant experience with the body. And continue to make adjustments until you achieve that. you're experiencing a bit of a difficulty with a certain part of the body, then bring forth the, the idea, the thought of letting go. And once the body is in that stable, preliminary sense of tranquility and pleasant pleasant experience, it will have an effect on the breath, it will have an effect in the mind, sort of drawing those two into that experience. So let go, let your breath, let your mind be drawn into that stillness, that tranquility, that pleasant experience where you don't have to do anything. whatever is happening within that sphere of stillness, tranquility, just know it, just be aware of it. After a sufficient sense of Stability is achieved. Experience in a way that there isn't much I can do consciously to try to further this experience, try to further enhance this experience. Then you move now to the breath. 
thoughts that the concepts of letting go stay in your mind. contentment is something you're going to allow to arise, it's not something you're going to create. So you don't need to be concerned about gathering the right ingredients for it. And as you continue, and when when the meditation calls for you to consciously bring about certain concepts, certain thoughts, you shouldn't lose this initial pleasant experience. This initial pleasant experience actually should either remain as it is, or it should be continue to be further enhanced. So be very familiar with it so that when you start to, when you need to initiate your mind to hold a concept or start thinking a certain way to initiate a particular realization, make sure the mind is doing it within this sense of ease, within this sense of tranquility. If, while you are attending to the breath, once in a while you become aware of a point of tension somewhere in the body, don't think that, ah, I have to go back, (coughs) I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do, I'm lagging behind. Don't let these thoughts of discouragement disturb you. Simply attend to that part of the body and try to... Let stillness infuse that part of the body also, but staying aware of the breath.
the same way that you experience a definite sense of tranquility in relation to the body, now there should be a palpable sense of tranquility in relation to the breath itself. And this again draws the body into its experience of stillness and draws the mind into its experience of stillness. And this experience of stillness that you, you are experiencing within the body and the breath is not the mental sense of tranquility. The mental sense of tranquility will have its own distinctive characteristics. And again, you don't force it to happen. You simply allow it. begin to make use and further enhance the sense of tranquility, this taste of contentment. So continuing to experience it, now recall your motivation, your ultimate motivation. Calling and making your motivation clear, clearer and clearer. What is it doing to the initial sense of tranquility, the initial sense of that pleasant experience? aware of the presence of the very means, the very embodiment of the means to achieve the objective of your motivation. And that awareness also further stabilizes or further enhance that sense of tranquility, that initial pleasant experience.
if your motivation is caught up in clouds of vagueness, stop trying to force it to be clear. process of internalizing, strengthening your connection to this means to achieve the objective of your motivation, either using such tools as visualizing the presence coming to the crown of your head, purifying you, and then merging with your mind, or some other method, and you keep doing this over and over again until the sense of connected, definite connected connection with the means to achieve your aim is felt, a greater sense of clarity in your purpose and the power to achieve it, a sense of confidence. doing this, again, the sense of tranquility is further stabilized by this very uh, thinking and the sense of well-being, sense of pleasant experience is either stabilized also or further enhanced.
to incorporate what you cannot control, what you cannot don't have any control over, what's happening in your environment. Let them be perceived along with the thought that they are actually they are like sound effect of the very tranquility being further enhanced. sounding mantra whose purpose is to enhance intensify the sense of tranquility and contentment So whenever an internal experience arises, shift your attention to that internal experience. It will help the mind, it will also help achieve pratyahara, withdrawing of the senses.
peacefully navigating your your mind through that experience, just trying to stay within it. Bring within that experience just the thought considering others. Bring others to consideration, the mind taking others in consideration. they are going through. that, let the sentiments of compassion and love come into that space and let them allow them to further enhance this sense of tranquility, the sense of contentment slowly becoming joy. to my consider old, all those who are experiencing difficulties in their lives for one reason or another. Let the connection begin with sympathy, connecting with those who are, whoever is experiencing similar difficulties that you are experiencing.
this way, there is a surging of a desire for to do something. So let the wish to do something, let it go behind the very sentiment itself. And know that the very sentiment is the doing, is addressing the wish to do something. And when you feel some sense of connection, either through a concern, Just let the perception of the reason for the concern, don't let that throw you off. Know that by simply having this concern, you are addressing the problem. You are curing it. You are bringing the remedy, the remedy of compassion, the remedy of love. just by holding on to that the cause of the problem is being removed to allow yourself to further experience, further connect through compassion. And continue to allow yourself to experience its power, its actual power. It is not simply something begging for power to be present. It is power itself. visualization to help by seeing this wave of con concern you have taking form, taking shape like waves of light. And when it touches those be beings that you have concerns about, it actually brings a resolution. taken out of the initial sense of ease, the initial sense of tranquility. Do all of it within that.
last phase of it is you may not experience it palpably, but it might come to you in a second or a fraction of a second once in a while. Just by staying with that sentiment, eventually you lose all sense of the confines of what we call self. And all that exists, all that is at that moment is just that concern, that love, that compassion. Sorry to break your ecstasy. So now bring your attention back to the breath. And remember when the Buddha said, Any moment of love, any moment of compassion, genuinely felt, has great power, great potential for allowing yourself to experience that, to touch that, to taste that, for whatever brief, whatever moment of time, 
dedicate that power take of your aim alternate or immediate and make a dedication Okay, through the awareness of the breath, become aware of the body, and deliberately, consciously become aware of the body systematically from the top of the head, deliberately, consciously, include more and more of your body into your field of awareness, until you're aware of the whole body from the top of your head the soles of your feet. some sort of parting uh, words, right? Uh, first of all, uh, the appearance that I'm not going. I'm not going into what would be called very profound stuff. I seem to be dragging a lot. Uh, it's not because I see that you're not worthy of profound stuff. Okay, it's because I really want you to experience those profound things. Not just have the name that you're going through profound stuff. I really want you to really experience them and really want you to set the foundation so that you can really experience them. Okay. So, uh, so I, I'm not, I will, 
will not go too much into what seems to be very exotic. Okay. Um, I mean, there's plenty if you there's a thirst or ten uh, uh, a strong desire for them. They're all over the place. <laughs> okay. But uh, and not trying to discourage you from wanting to have those profound experiences. I want you to continue to aspire to them. And I want your aspiration to be real. And once you have the foundation well set, then those profound experiences become real experiences for you. Rather than um, you know, having gone seen so and so and then you got this very big initiation into this very big stuff and then every morning you're reciting this very big stuff and no experience. That's why as profound is you have the you have the words, you know, the book somewhere that you recite. Okay. I don't want you to uh, be caught up in that kind of life uh, because it could become a life. Your, your, your spiritual life where no profound experiences but you're reciting a lot of prof you're saying a lot of profound stuff okay so if I'm appearing to be holding you back I'm not holding you back I'm actually <laughs> pushing you <laughs> okay I really want you to have those profound experiences so that uh, whatever unconscious doubt that may lurk, be lurking in your mind you may, through your own experience, get rid of them. And then because of your, your actual experience of them, you become real beacons, you become real torches, you become real propagandizers? No. Propagators. Propagators of uh, the spiritual path. Okay? You're not just someone who's just has a lot of stuff to say, but a lot of profound experience to share. Okay. Okay. Uh, and I said that uh, I'm stopping you from experiencing the ecstasy tonight. I wasn't kidding. <laughs> okay. If you would just continue with that holding to those concepts, letting go, just allowing, eventually what seems to be a very boring thing start to transform into those very uh, experiences of contentment and joy that I was referring to. And the very uh, seeming uh, discomfort you started to, you may start to have experienced either physically or emotionally, they will start to, you will start to see them abide, uh, not abide, sorry, to dissipate and being replaced by that, by, by that elation. But just have patience, okay? I promise you, they, they will manifest. You will experience them if you just not allow the mind wanting to control to take over, okay? Uh, very, very last thing. As you're experiencing this very palpable boredom with, <laughs> with the meditation, Nothing is happening. Nothing is happening yet. <laughs> I'm waiting. I think I'm doing everything he's telling me to do. Okay, I'm not forcing. I'm not uh, grasping. But nothing is happening. Um, 
then you start to experience some sort of discomfort in the body. If in the very beginning you address the body the way you were supposed to address it as sufficiently, that is to, the, to, the, to, to your satisfaction in the beginning, don't worry about the discomfort that you start to experience a little bit when you're getting to the, the meditation. It will surprise you. You will definitely experience that discomfort transform actually to the complete opposite. It will be a very pleasant experience. Okay? Trust me. <laughs> okay. Now, if it's a... Uh, uh, I have to, you know... What was that? Uh, not to be sued kind of thing. <laughs> if, you're, if the pain is unbearable... It is unbearable, <laughs> so don't try to bear it, okay? <laughs> so stop, all right? But I'm talking about little discomfort. Don't rush to come out of it, okay? Wait a little bit, okay? All right, that's it. That was my last. Okay, all right, thank you very much. <laughs> oh, next Friday, is it next Friday? No, no. Oh, next Friday is Thanksgiving. And also another kind of Thanksgiving. <laughs> so we will not meet here. Well, I won't be here. I don't know. You can come if you want to, but. <laughs> okay, thank you.